Hello, Doug. We are on Hollywood Boulevard. We are back on the boulevard. And as I said last time, happy September and happy Jewish New Year um, to any and all who may be celebrating. Indeed. So we've got some, uh, we've got a few things. Last week we missed our our jaunt down the boulevard because we had, um, surprise, surprise, it was a double episode of Melrose Place. And it was a surprise to us, so. (laughs) Yes, it was a surprise. Um, So uh, so here we are with like a few things to to talk about. Yeah, life is catching up with us. Um, So yeah, I don't know if you want to start or not. I'm happy to. But you go ahead. Me go? You go. Okay. I will start with um, uh, something that was sort of fun, but ultimately okay. like really stupid. Um, that is the new Cinderella, which you can watch on Amazon Prime. I have been hearing it's terrible. It is terrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> in a way that in a way that is harmless, but ultimately very pointless and and inessential. Like there's no real extra take on on it. I mean, it's Cinderella, um, you know, still set in a land where you know she has a wicked stepmom and stepsisters. Uh, she's played by Camila Cabello, who is a popular singer that I don't know many of her songs. <laughs> um, Idina Menzel is her stepmom. Um, there is a prince. I don't even remember the guy's name. I haven't seen him in anything. Uh, the king and queen are Pierce Brosnan and Minnie Driver. Um, and in just one scene, actually, uh, Billy Porter shows up as the fabulous godmother i can't remember how they have slightly retitled the character um and the 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 whole thing is just really like who cares like from start to finish but also it's a kind of a lost opportunity on their end because they just do a they just use a bunch of existing songs just like moulin rouge did they repurpose them and do a couple mashups but you know we turned it on and within a couple seconds I was like, well, what is this? It sounds just like Rhythm Nation, the Janet Jackson song. And they were just singing Rhythm Nation. I'm like, I don't know what this has to do with any of you guys in like a feudal land. Um, (laughs) You know, and later they sing like Material Girl and the Queen song Somebody to Love shows up. There are two, I think, original songs. Uh, One is a Camila Caballo song, I think, that is like the one they will push at awards time um, right. and that they've been using in some of the promos for the the thing. Idina Menzel also has a song that's not very good, um, but the whole thing is just like not very good. Costumes are fun, bright, sparkly, fun. Um, and everything else just feels like so, so mundane. Here's a question. So is this going to, because uh, you know, it's on Amazon. So does this count as like a TV special movie or is this actually, would this be like Oscars? Cause it's a movie. I think it's how Oscars and I don't know okay. how it, I think at some point you have to make a choice how you really categorize yourselves. But I think technically this is a feature film and therefore Oscar eligible. Okay. I think. All right. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah, no, it's a really valid question because people keep like playing both sides there. And I don't know the answer. 
Right. I mean, at this point, because movie theaters are open again, are they back to the rule where to be cons- under Oscar consideration, you have to run in, I guess it was, uh, you know, I think it was five days. New York it was like a week, maybe five days. Yeah. In New York and in LA. I think yeah. that rule is back for this year, but I don't know for sure. Um, and they just keep changing the rules again anyway. So I, right. I don't, I don't quite know, but in my uh, my guessing was that this is still going to count as a movie movie. It's just not much okay. of one. Right, right. I mean, I don't think it would be... It just doesn't seem to be the movie that would be up for any sort of awards come Oscar time, except maybe song. Maybe costume. Oh, costume. There's a good point. But that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, like, I wish I had more to say about it. I could drag it out but there's really very little to say it's really such a non-event okay and Fair so enough. we move on we'll just move on then um i'm kind of curious because the other two that you said you want to talk about like i'm very curious about those like those have been on my to watch list oh yeah yeah and actually i completely forgot about the green knight that was one that i forgot about where is that one airing uh i bought it on demand it was in the theater. It's a movie movie. And maybe soon, in like a month or so, it may show up on some streaming site or for less money. But we just paid like full on-demand rental price for 48 hours so we could watch it. We knew we wanted okay. to see it. We'd heard good things. It was available. So we were like, all right. It was a rarity like we've been saying. But we were like, we were interested and let's, uh, let's buy it. Okay. And pretty disappointed no yeah and if you do watch it and i'm not telling you to to buy it but maybe wait for it um you might feel differently i mean this is indeed the story of the green knight um and which i which i had to like i because I, I would like looked at anthony because we were both like we love the arthur Arthurian legend yeah and you know so and i was like is that the the Green Knight? Is that is that part of the? Is that real? Like it's one of those parts. Though, and he was like, "I don't know." And it, it's one of those things where, like, you don't know about this. Great. I mean, I'm sure I learned about it in school when I was like, whatever. When whenever you do the Arthurian legend, um, but I it was just something that I forgot because it's like pop culture forgot it. Yeah, I mean. Unless you were like obsessed with the sword and the stone, I don't I don't know how many people like hold on to it. Yeah, I remember reading the Once and Future King in high school and stuff like that. And I think Arthurian legend is fascinating, but I don't think about it that often. But um, you know, I the filmmaker David Lowry he does a lot in his films with very little. Like he did a film called The Ghost Story a couple years ago that was like this quiet ruminative thing about existence and and mortality and all of that with Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. And this is this yeah. is the story of Gawain. And so you know he he beheads the Green Knight and then basically conscripts himself to like meeting the similar fate re re meeting with the green knight in 12 months. And it's what sort of he experiences on his journey after a year to face his fate. Um, And it looks 
really pretty you know the 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 traveling through the fields and the trees and everything is is lush and you know the costumes and you know the chain mail shirts and everything look good um but i don't feel like there's i think there is intended to be a a deep psychological undercurrent going on that dev patel's Mm. gawain is experiencing and i don't think that is ever communicated Oh, okay. Uh, I think the movie thinks it is, and I I didn't feel it. Um, mm. You know, it's it's scenic, but otherwise, uh, like it does not feel like this journey, this sort of Homeric quest, yields much of a prize by okay. by the way by the time you get to the end. And you know, so you know, the art direction, the cinematography, the score are good. They do call attention to themselves, but they are impressive nonetheless. Um, But in the end, I was kind of like, is that all there is? And we looked online after to be like, well, what are other people getting out of it? And all anyone is really talking about is like, oh, Dev Patel is great, which he's fine. Um, And the score and the cinematography are great. And I was like, well, all right. But once you get beyond that, Beyond the superficial stuff, what are you really getting from this movie? Um, and mm. and I couldn't really find an answer. So I may be wrong, but I haven't found anyone to tell me yet why I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think I, I still, you know, I think I will still watch it. But yeah, we're going to just wait. It's worth seeing. Um, yeah, I'm glad we know what it is. I'm sorry that like we jacked up our, our monthly spectrum per- bill a little bit in doing so. Was it like the twenty dollars? Yeah, which becomes like twenty seven dollars or whatever with all the taxes and fees. Oh, and with all, oh yeah. my gosh, with all the fees. Which yeah. like it, okay. you know, and we've said this before. It's not the end of the world, and it's probably less than we would have paid if we each bought a ticket to see it on screen in a movie theater. But but everything is readjusted now. Like, because we're right. not going to movie theaters, and we don't have the same money we had then, and we're using our own TV and our own sound system, and we don't have popcorn, so it's all different. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you miss the act of going to the theater, going to the movie theater? I guess I don't miss the act of it, but I miss the idea of it. As okay. someone who spent decades of his life waiting for movies to come out and being excited to go and see them in the theater. And like every Saturday would try and see something. Yeah. I miss what that experience was, but I don't actually miss, like, I don't have a compulsion. You know, there's no phantom limb that's twitching because I can't Mm. have gone to one for the last 19 months. Um, No, I like the idea of it, but I like the idea of a lot of things. I also like the idea of staying healthy. So there's that. <laughs> I like the idea of not getting the Delta, Delta yeah. variant. Or the Mu yeah. variant, the newest one. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? Why? Yeah. Oh, but but uh, I'll, I'll tee this one up for next week. We are going to see our first Broadway show this weekend. So I'll be talking about that next week. And I will be talking a bit about what that experience is like as well. What are you saying? Passover. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm very curious about how you're going to feel in there. Okay. In the theater. Yep. Okay. So that's a, that's a stay tuned for next week. 
But yeah, so Cinderella, I mean, it's free if you have Amazon, so fine. Green Knight, it's not, I'm not telling you to completely write it off. I'm just saying maybe you wait until it is cheaper. Um, But then the other one, and then I turn the floor over to you, uh, that we saw that I think you currently still have access to. Yes, I do. And am I going to lose access soon? Because that's going to. Are you going to lose access soon? Yeah, is it because is it one of those things that they because you know they've been like releasing it for a limited oh, time and then oh I see off. oh okay so I'm talking specifically about the the movie Reminiscence with Hugh Jackman yeah I feel yeah, like there's like a 30 day thing with yeah, it before so, it okay. before they release it or before they remove it and then it will eventually yeah. come back in like three months for free free um for all hbo subscribers but it's on hbo max and i think you probably have it for like another two weeks okay maybe all right so maybe it opened up. like august 20th so you probably have till late september uh before okay. it disappears um i mean it's a fine movie to watch for free at home i'm not sure this clearly was built and sold as like a big potential Warner Brothers blockbuster to have a theatrical release. Um, and I'm not sure that its conception like really supports that. It's kind of dumb, but it's also kind of fun to get into. It's like a futuristic sci-fi film noir. It reminded me, okay, can I just say that it reminded me of Strange Days. Oh, I can see that. You know what it reminded me of was Minority Report? Like, Minority Report meets Chinatown, maybe? Hmm. Because it was sort of the same idea where you, like, get jacked into sort of, like, you, like, with Strange Days, they had that VR thing where he would, like, you would relive, like, your favorite moment or whatever. And and it seemed to have that quality going on. Yeah. I remember Minority Report. So Minority Report, part of it was that there were these people, uh, these precogs, as they were called, who could, had visions of, of the future of what was going to happen. Right. Samantha Morton was one of them. And they also were like plugged in and they would tell you what they saw. And in this, he's a detective okay. who can read your memories. Um, you, you know, you like go unconscious and you like lay down in your skivvies in these like water pods. Um, and he can like almost hypnotize you to have your brain guide him to see something that you need because like it will help you find something that well, you don't you can't remember you don't have access to in in your own head uh, when you're conscious something like that um and rebecca ferguson comes in ostensibly like looking to see like where she put her keys um and and it ends up luring uh, Hugh Jackman into a relationship with her and then he finds some stuff out about her and he it, it, like leads him on this journey and it's written and directed by Lisa Joy who's one of the creators of Westworld um, and Tandy mm. Newton who is on Westworld is is his colleague um, a couple other cast members of Westworld also end up showing up in the movie and it's fun I liked it. I, oh, I like. I love Hugh Jackman. I love him in film. I think he can do anything. I love following him, and I think he does stuff that that looks very easy that not just mm-hmm. anyone can do. And I think that's why he's a real star. Um, yeah. And I wish he worked more. Like I wish he worked more in both, like serious dramas that had cachet more than he did. And I wish he worked more in big popcorn adventure and thriller films than he does because mm-hmm. I think he's great and 
less obnoxious than a lot of the other current talent is. Uh, like I said, I'm a fan. Um, and he's good, but the, uh, like my one caveat with the film is like we know nothing about this guy's life. We know nothing about his past, and he's, I believe, Hugh Jackman's real age, so he's probably like 40-something or early 50s, so he should have like a history to him. We just don't know anything about it. Like he only okay. exists for this storyline and this mystery to unfold. Um, and I wish that uh, there was a bit more gravitas and, and history to the character. Um, okay. But I think that Hugh Jackman himself does a really good job of filling that in from a, a personality in the performance uh, standpoint. Um you know, it's also kind of like Waterworld. It's we're in a future that is completely waterlogged. Miami is like yes. almost entirely submerged. That's the right. effects That's are right. cool. Um, Did we ever talk about how much I love Waterworld? We haven't, and I'm a fan too. <laughs> like, I think that movie is criminally underrated. I do too, and I remember. I remember back then, everybody was like, "This is the worst movie ever," and I was like. What are you talking about? This is the best movie. I know. There was all this shot in Freud because it was like this huge Kevin Costner movie that kept going above and above budget. And people were like, yeah, it sucks. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This movie is loads of fun. I know. I was like, I love this movie. This is the best movie ever. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, my God. I love that yeah, movie. Yeah, I think that movie's like, great. Oh, my God. Kevin Costner is wonderful. And, and it... Oh, and it came out around the time, same time as Strange Days, too. Dennis Hopper yeah, was Yeah, yeah, Dennis Hopper was the bad guy, yeah. Oh, my God, he's such a great bad guy, and he had, like, one arm or whatever, and he was, like, swinging the, the and it was the gun. Yeah. Or what. Oh, he was so, he was so Yeah, it was really cool. This. It was, like, this waterlogged Western. It was really cool. Oh, my God, it was phenomenal, and I don't know. I don't know why everybody hated it. No, because like they, all, it was a pile on against Kevin Costner because he was a star for too long at the time. Um, and uh, nowadays, I'm surprised someone hasn't like gone back and revisited because they all do that. Uh, but yeah, I think Waterworld was great, and I think this film was fun. I like. I would actually, of the three, I recommend this one to watch first. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I, I do want to watch this one, so I will. I will. That, that's definitely one that I will watch. And so yeah. that's kind of what I've been watching. There's some shows we're watching, too, that we're sort of mid-season of. So I'll probably wait till next week or maybe the week after to talk about some of them. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I do have one thing to talk about. Um, and since we are coming up on the 20th anniversary... Um, probably should discuss yeah i mean uh and it is that time of year it is it that is time, that time of, uh, of 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 century too yeah yeah so um turning point 9 11 and the war on terror which is the docuseries that came out on netflix uh oh it's I a series it's more than a film it, it's more than yeah okay. it's five five episodes i have seen four i've not seen the final um i think it's very well done um, I think that there is definitely the sort of tragedy porn um, mm -hmm. uh, playing out that I, I don't know why with these documentaries, they just can't help themselves, um, you know, showing all the news footage of, you know, the towers 
you know, the the plane, the second plane hitting the tower, yeah. the 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 people jumping out of the windows, the towers coming down, like they're like I, you know, I mean, I get it, I understand, but it just after a while definitely feels kind of tragedy porn, and I have to say, it was very hard to watch. I again. I still don't want to watch it again. Um, so so that was probably my biggest criticism is that it was sort of like trotting that out and of course like through all of that i was crying yeah. because you know it's still were you in new york by then? no but i was in dc and i you saw the DC. plane hit the pentagon out my office window jesus yeah. christ so yeah. i so, so i lived it but i didn't live it in new york it was about two yeah. a year and a half before i moved here okay so it was just like you know, it's 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 just like that sort of the the scab that'll never quite no. heal. Oh, I no, think. no. Um, you know, as somebody who was in New York during yeah. that time, and that sort of like fear and uncertainty, and like I was nowhere near, you know, well, nowhere near. I mean, I was on, you were still you know, in New York, like, yeah. I was I was you know fifty six blocks away or whatever. I was in Hell's Kitchen. Um, and so I was sort of like a direct shot down Ninth Avenue to to the towers. Um, but I wasn't down there. I had friends that were down there. They got out. I had, you know, a client on a flight um, from New York to Los Ooh. Angeles that was just about killing me because I couldn't find him for the longest time um, and didn't know what had happened and if he had gotten off the ground and was there a terrorist on the flight. And um, But it turned out that he luckily had been grounded. Um, he, they, there was, I think, a delay in their takeoff. Mm. Um, and so they, they he was sitting on the runway when wow. the when when the plane hit he actually saw you know you can see the twin towers from jfk actually saw the plane um hitting i don't remember i don't remember if it was the first plane or the second plane um okay so all of that said um the interesting thing that they did with this documentary is they actually went back in time and explained uh, a little bit or a lot of it (laughs) about the taliban osama bin laden al-qaeda where all this had come from and also america's involvement in um the war between russia and afghanistan when afghanistan invaded when russia invaded afghanistan and um you know how we were helping the afghanistan the fledgling government sort of like to overthrow russia and get russia out of there and so it was actually really interesting to sort of see these to sort of see the how those roots of hate were planted um and why they were planted and um and what the first gulf war had to do with that as well um which i think i knew but but the the and it still doesn't really quite make sense to me but okay um and so that was really fascinating for like the first two or two episodes maybe yeah two episodes i would say but now when we get into the third episode, now we are starting to really get into um, kind of closed door political things, things that were going on um, and basically how the Patriot Act eroded our, mm. our, our individual, you know, our rights um, and, mm. and, um, and how we let it go. And so, and there was also like stuff about the debacle with, you know, going into Iraq um, and how that was problematic and we shouldn't have been there. And it also is the reason why we ended up struggling so badly in Afghanistan when we shouldn't, when we shouldn't have, because it, 
it took focus, it took the troops away, it did all of these things that, you know, and so we kind of like lost the eyes on the prize, which was, you know, the, the, the roots of terrorism in Afghanistan. And so they actually are talking to people in government who were advising, you know, people from the CIA, people from the FBI, people from in, you know, the State Department, like wherever these people worked that were part of the response, who were basically saying, you know, this is a bad idea, and how the administrations just wouldn't listen. And so, and, and there's, and believe me, there's a lot of blame to go around between the Bush administration and the Obama administration, because he was the one that said he was going to end the war. And what ended up happening is that, you know, I guess the, the troops went in there and the, the military went in there, but the military was never told like what their oh, end game was sure. supposed to be. And so I get, I mean, I don't know how the military works, but I guess they need to have the end game so that they know what they're planning for. And instead it was just this thing where they're like in there and they don't know, like, they're like, why are we here? What are we doing? What are we supposed to do? Oh, I don't know. And that sort of created um, a kind of breeding ground for some of the soldiers to go rogue. And that's when we saw all those like sort of shocking images coming out of Abu Ghraib. Mm. And so, you know, so you could kind of see where all of these seeds, you, it's starting to piece everything together for us. We were getting in, in like sort of drips and drabs from news reports, yeah, but never really beginning to sort of paint the a whole clearer narrative yeah 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 a clearer and now line. With, yeah yeah and now we're able to sort of get that and if you're also sort of looking at it and again i'm sort of only at the next to last episode so they've only just started you know sort of touching on this when you sort of look at this sort of bungled pull out of afghanistan that just happened right. and you're looking at what was going on during you know biden's term as as vice president I sort of like sat there after watching the last episode and I was like, well, no wonder he just was like, get the fuck out and pulled us out as quickly as he did because like of everything that was going on there when he was vice president and he was seeing all the mistakes and all of that. And it just was beginning to look like this endless war that we just had no business sort of like, you know, being involved in anymore. Like we had completely lost the purpose so it's it's been very interesting to um you know to sort of see that part you know again i could live without the sort of like you know tragedy porn of reliving that day yeah i was wondering how much of it was like that and i would say that would be like the first three episodes um and they weren't the full episodes that did it but there were like the the couple episodes that sort of like dragged you back and i will say there is some new footage that i hadn't seen before of the of the tragedy mm. and um, you know uh, of like boots on the ground, and so in a way that was you know maybe kind of interesting to see the new footage instead of the same footage over and over again, but it still had that sort of same horrible you know impact. Um, and right. I guess you know As it particularly yeah. particularly if you were there, if you had like it, it is very it, like it is sort of like super. Um, super triggering to sort of like watch it all over again and every time i like watch a 9-11 thing i'm like why are you doing this and i tend to now avoid them but um but my daughter wanted to watch it because she's you know well it's a curiosity thing 
Yeah, right? it was really a curiosity for her. She was born after 9-11. Um, she never really learned about it in school. Like, it, it was always sort of like this thing that happened and they knew it. And especially because, like, you know, she grew up in New Jersey and there were kids in her elementary school who lost who parents. Knew, like, there yeah. were plaques. You know, there are plaques on the wall. Like, this is dedicated to these parents, you know, um, that were lost on 9-11. But it was still always this sort of like it was this thing that happened and um, they were bad people. And obviously they're kids. They don't get the nuance, like the nuance of like why why this happened. And 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 even I think as she got older, I think I don't know. I feel like the schools maybe are talking about it a little bit less or there there's no they're, they're not. She never got the full picture. And so she was very curious about this. And we ended up, you know, I was watching it with her and. And so it was pretty, um, yeah, it was pretty fascinating. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably still not going to watch it. I don't need to revisit it more than I can in my mind, but, Mm -hmm. but it does sound like, like with a couple dips into the, the exploitation of it, like, like they do a credible job of weaving the narrative. Yes, they do. And I, you know, I mean, I guess like, I mean, that's what, I don't know. Like, I hate to say it, but that's what people want to see, right? Like, they want to see the the buildings burn. And I don't, I don't want to understand that, but that is sort of like, isn't that what people want to see? And that's I don't know. I mean, I think that's terrible. a legit question. Is it the chicken or the egg? Do people think they have to use this because that's what will get people to watch? Um, or do people watch it? And then do people watch it because it's just part of the content? Or are people like, yeah, I'm really drawn to the salacious stuff. I don't know. I mean, they, and, and can we tell the story without showing that? You footage? can. You can. Like, you can use newspaper images, or you can use some sound, and you don't have to actually like show all of it. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. I mean, that that I know others would say no. Tell the full story, show the full horror. Like, you can't really show the full horror, but what you can do is show enough of it to be exploitative, I think. Um, Right. Like, it will never stop being traumatic. It will never stop being triggering for people who had a visceral connection to it 20 years ago. But those are not the people who want to tune in for those reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It was really wild because, like, you know, I think by the second episode, like, my husband, like, looked over at me and he was like, remember how it smelled? Yeah. I totally think, yeah. i'll never forget yeah that. yeah for months after that's the the smell it was just like in the air it was just and it would just like coat your tongue yeah like, so it would like ugh. i don't know if it was like that. it wasn't it wasn't as awful like that no all right all right yeah it was um yeah it was it was bad time bad time so anyway yeah if you can handle it um i i think it's probably worth watching because I think you do get some new insights that um, I had certainly um, never seen before. And, um, and in that regard, I think that it's worth it. Um, You know, uh, but um, there is a lot of uh, footage of the towers falling and people jumping and all of that terrible stuff. So, um, you know, just sort of like, you know, tread carefully. Yeah, no, I think, uh, that that warning is pretty justified so you know thanks for talking about it and thanks for giving that little extra heads up yeah so on that note (laughs) i know well what can we say we're not going to ignore it 
Uh, it's a thing that happened. Um, Can you believe it's twenty years? Though? I know it's Isn't crazy. It's it's unbelievable. Years. Twenty years. Do you think it should be a national holiday? Um, I I don't know. It's not. I know. For- it's not an argument like that. I. Uh, you know, have that much passion about, a passion about, I tend to say no. I tend to say there have been terrible tragedies that have happened on so many days. Do we give all of those days national holiday status? But I'm not, you know, I don't feel that strongly. Yeah. I don't know. For the longest time, I was like, no. And I always sort of forced myself to let it be another day like it always was. Like, yeah. just just because it was like, I don't want to think about it. I just want to have a normal, regular day. But now that we're separated and we're 20 years on and sort of like to think about it, it was like, I mean, you know, it was a terrorist attack. So many people died. Um, So many people's lives were affected by this. I almost wonder, you know, I mean, maybe we did, like maybe, maybe it is deserving, you know? Maybe. So you're saying because people forget. Because it it kind of falls out of memory. And I think it could. Um, I don't think it has yet because there are still obviously people who live through it are still alive. We've only just left Afghanistan. Like the, the, you know, like there, you're definitely like feeling the impact of this, um, you know, 20 years on, but I can see where it could be forgotten or I could see where Especially like with my daughter saying, well, I really don't know anything about this, you know, and that sort of being kind of shocking to me because it happened, you know, I mean, you know, you know, her, it's sort of like, you know, when your grandparents would talk to you about Vietnam or World War II or, you know, whatever, you know, these were things that they was like, they, they lived through and for her to kind of have no knowledge of it. I mean, granted, you know, we don't talk it up very much, but, you know, but I think that that's for like obvious reasons, but you know, that, that, that's not even something that is necessarily being sort of looked at at school. I thought was really kind of, yeah, I do think that, yeah, I do think that's eye opening. Well, do you think Pearl Harbor Day should be? I mean, wasn't it for a very long time? Don't we have like was it D Day or what? I mean, I don't know. I don't know all these military things, but like, is wasn't there? Don't we have a day for Pearl Harbor? Well, in terms of, I mean, I thought we did. But, I mean, I when you say it, I mean like, okay, so it like students get out of school for it and such. I thought maybe we had that at one point and they took it away. Oh that, well, that's possible. There was taken away then before my time it's possible i don't know i mean what day would that be december 7th pearl harbor day i don't know okay let's see pearl harbor day december 7th right i have no idea honestly see and that's why maybe we should so there you may have just answered our question Yeah, so National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day is Tuesday, December 7th. So, yeah. And so there's a thing at the National, apparently, okay, so they do a thing at the National Park Service. Um, but it's not like a thing thing. And I guess we do do a 9-11 ceremony every year, right? We do, like, and they read the, the names, flowers. yeah. Yeah, and they read the names. Um, so I guess I guess that's all we need. I don't know. I just kind of feel like, 
maybe maybe it's something that we should you know think about doing a little bit more i don't know maybe we can combine them into one and everybody gets off <laughs> no i mean i think you have a good point i mean i don't know maybe i just want another day off i don't know could be that too could be that don't we all want a day off Anyway, well, anyway, I don't know if I have anything bright to to end this on, but if you guys want to lift our spirits, you could give us a five star review on iTunes. That would be really rad. Ooh, you could do that. Um, yeah, and if there's anything you guys want us to talk about, as always, come to the Facebook page back on the Block Pod and let us know. In the meantime, we'll keep watching stuff and talking about it. Yeah, and um, and that's what. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're gonna. I'm sorry. I just wanted the. Oh God, now I can't think of his name, which is sort of embarrassing. The actor that just passed away, Michael. Um, Michael Kenneth um, Williams. Yes, Michael Kenneth Williams. Yeah, I just wanted to sort of also say I loved him, and I'm very sorry for his passing. Yeah, no, it is an absolute tragedy. And um, yeah. yeah, if anyone hasn't seen The Wire, I recommend watching the wire oh yeah go see that now because um he is tremendous in that and i've seen him in a few other things but obviously that's the one where um his performance was just absolutely spectacular so yeah yeah no that that whole show and and his character Wonderful. really yes really something quite uh stand out yeah. um yeah it's really a shame it's really too bad so yeah, so here we are. So nothing up. but brightness on this podcast. <laughs> here we are cheering everybody up. Um, so yeah, um, so we're gonna go. To, I'm gonna go to bed. Okay. Yeah. Well, sweet dreams. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Yes. I will be. I will have very sweet dreams. You too. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right, you guys, take care and be safe, and uh, we'll see you next week back on the boulevard. Bye.